0: Hi, Hope.
1: Hi, Christiana. <laughs> the reason we don't sound as
0: enthusiastic as we could is because this is like our fourth take. We've so. We're trying to get creative with our introductions. Just none of them worked. So we're just gonna. We're just doing this. It is fine. How, how are you, Hope? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, how does it feel? So, the sun is out.
1: The rain has stopped. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
0: Uh, How does it feel to be laying in my bed with me? Just feels right. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. All is right with the world. Okay, we're excited to be, despite our introductional issues, we are very (laughs) excited to be recording our second episode. And today, what are we talking about, Hope? Today, we
1: are talking about...
0: Friendship breakups. Indeed. So you may have heard that breaking up is hard to do, and that is in regard to romance. And today we're talking about breakups in regard to friendships, which I think are notoriously hard, but certainly do not get as much airtime as what you really think of, what people normally think of when they hear breakups. Agreed. Yeah. So what we're doing for this episode, we sent out a text. (laughs) to a few friends and loved ones who have experienced friendship breakups. They were kind enough to send in some submissions where they talked about their experiences and we're really excited to introduce you to those friends and have them share their stories. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan that we even made together and are now doing. (laughs) It's crazy how... That it is crazy. I mean,
1: we can pretend that this is all just a spontaneous, candid... Imagine
0: that. ...thing. Right. But that would be inauthentic. And we're, we're real on this show. We are so real. We are real. <laughs> we actually exist. Okay, so I was thinking that before we hear from our friends, you and I could spend some time talking about what we asked everybody. So let's just jump in. I'd love to know, Hope, when we first sourced this idea, this topic for our second episode, did anybody specific come to mind or?
1: Hmm, in all candidness, um, yes, someone did come to mind, (laughs) but it wasn't, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Was that not candid enough? I know oh, candidness
0: got me. <laughs> okay. Start again. I'm so sorry.
1: Okay. Well, honestly, Christiana, someone did go to mind. <laughs> And I just want to start off by saying I feel like friendship breakups can sometimes be even harder than romantic breakups. I don't think I've ever had a friendship <laughs> breakup that was like catastrophic you know like huge explosion yeah most of my friendship breakups have been more like the fizzling out kind but still it can be just as painful i think to experience that and i think part of it is also like romantic relationships this is gonna sound kind of cynical but i kind of expect romantic relationships to end you know because i mean chances are it's gonna end unless you marry the person there's just like a much higher chance friends you can be friends with on people forever. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost... There's no end result. Yeah, like it's almost more shocking than like jarring when it does end because you're like... It's a really good point. Yeah. But I think one person who did come to mind is someone who I was really close with like growing up throughout my entire childhood. And mm-hmm. her and I just... I think this also has, this has to do with a few different things. So I think when I moved to Toronto, because she was a friend from my Michigan days before I moved to Toronto Mm -hmm. in uh, middle school. And so I think after I moved to Toronto, uh, a lot of things kind of changed. Like, I think I changed a lot as a person, Mm -hmm. just moving from like small town suburbia to a bigger city, obviously. And especially like going to Michigan again for college, it was just like, I think I've changed a lot of, in some ways I've changed a lot, in some ways I haven't. But my friend just, I think, didn't really, wasn't able to like change alongside me
0: Mm -hmm. in a way. And you like outgrew the relationship. Yeah.
1: And I almost feel like outgrow is such like, I don't want to describe it that way, but I guess I think we just became so um, different that we couldn't really understand each other anymore. Right. And being different is totally fine. I think like all of my friends are super different from me, but I think that there are a similar set of characteristics and like life outlooks Mm -hmm. that I still do share with most of my friends. Values. Yeah, values or even just like the way that we yeah I I don't even know what the right way to describe it is but Mm -hmm. while like our hobbies and interests can be different like even what we do for work can be different there are still things that are very similar totally um, like the common threads and so yeah that was the friendship breakup I was thinking about do you Um, do you still miss this person that's the thing not really oh this sounds so bad But I almost feel like with romantic relationships, it's like one person, Mm -hmm. right? So when they're gone, you feel such a void. And obviously, like every friend matters. But I think part of me and her drifting apart is I became closer with other people. Right. um, Who also just sort of, I think, like showed me healthier friendship relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I think I learned a lot from that friendship. Totally. But do I miss it I wouldn't say so much like I'll always cherish the memories that we had you know growing up totally. but I just know that like now it would never be the same and there's I think some people I have always thought this but I think some people are meant to be in your life temporarily and that's okay you oh, know
0: I think so too and that's why when you said this sounds so bad I actually don't think it does I think that yeah that you could have a really fulfilling relationship with somebody Temporally, and they a word. Temporally, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm 99% sure that that's a word. I knew you were gonna get me for saying that (laughs) anyway. (laughs) I think that having a circumstantial friendship, it, it, there's nothing wrong with that per se, unless yeah. there is like a misalignment of like the expectations there. Yeah, like I if some, if like if somebody, mm-hmm. if like you know, you have like work friends, mm-hmm. and like your work for, to you, that's a work friend, but maybe to them, they're like, this is my best friend. There's an issue there. I feel like I'm the latter. <laughs>
1: Like, I, what do you my four work friends are probably like? Who is this girl trying to hang out with me? And I'm like, I just want to be best friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, a- anybody would be lucky to Stop. get that. Oh my of- gosh, we can't make this another. Episode. You're
0: right. Episode, you're right. Okay, sorry. Moving on.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So that's my friendship breakup story. Cool. Did anything come to mind for you?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. So a specific experience of mine came to mind when we started thinking about this episode and the concept of friendship breakups. Mm -hmm. This is interesting to me because the relationship that I had was a very, very long-term friendship. Somebody that I had had in my life for a very long time and was super important to me. And it was sort of a classic. There was like an event which led to a really big rift sort of like a break quote. And then it really did feel sort of like off again, on again. And then eventually, after a few years, we cut, like made our way back to each other. And this person is now in my life again. Mm-hmm. And I... It's honestly, I'm not sure how much I feel comfortable fully talking about it.
1: It's hard, especially when they're still in your life.
0: Right. Like this person is somebody that I deeply love and somebody that I went through something so hard with. And it also like the whole situation involves other people that like it it truly is a story of like pain and hurting each other and being like young, like this was what I was. I think
1: that's young. a huge
0: thing. It's yeah, like you like.
1: I think it's important to understand that people do change and grow up, and a lot of totally. And this is something that I realized with some of the submissions we'll be hearing later. Is a lot of friendship breakups happened more in like middle school, high school than in the like adult life.
0: Totally stage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I have seen growth in this person and also knew that they loved me throughout the experience Mm -hmm. and knew that even if we had, if we never became more important to each other again, that I would still love them and cherish the years that we had being so close. Mm -hmm. So, but it was honestly very hard. It did did change my life because I had spent a lot of time and emotional space with this person. And I think we both just did not know how to love each other right for Mm -hmm. a few years. And there's so much that I respect about them. And I know that it's mutual. And I think it really was just a very early experience in which I, yeah, I, I just got hurt and that's that but i do feel very happy that we got to a place where we could fully spend time and and grow together again so that is that but definitely taught me a lot and it hurt like a romantic breakup Mm -hmm. like it 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 felt like that it felt like heartbreak for sure yeah, And I think, I think that that was
1: mutual too. So what, what do you say is the biggest lesson that you learned from
0: this? Mm. I think that and this, I think that this is specific unto friendship breakups because like, again, I, this was somebody that I had known since I was, since I was very young. Mm-hmm. Grown up with style, and I think that then when we had our months/slash years where we couldn't take up as much space in each other's li- lives, it was a really good lesson of just because a friendship has transitioned, doesn't take away from like the importance and like the beauty that you shared at different times. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to learn that early that yeah. I could still cherish them and feel a lot of love for them without, well like. Having energetic boundaries and focusing on new relationships and new friendships and my in myself and like that that was that that was okay.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting you say that because I think that even outside of the context of like a friendship breakup, just with your regular friends, you don't need to feel like you have a hundred percent energy with like each and every person. Totally. You know, I think it's totally fine to have different friends who you like spend different energies on and it doesn't mean you love them more or you love them less it's just like some friends are just more like event-based you know totally or they just you know they have like higher or lower energy levels than you Mm -hmm. and it doesn't match as much but you can love them just the same as you love like a friend who your energy levels do match like totally i think we got lucky that i feel like our energy levels match pretty well right so we can literally just sit and like we can do whatever exist with each other yeah Yeah. but it's okay if you don't have that and I think this is going on like a slight tangent but just something that I have thought about so extensively is before like I think when I was younger I felt like every single friend of mine had to be everything to me so they had to be like my closest confidant they had to be someone I could go out and have fun with Mm -hmm. you know but I think I've been realizing over the years that that is only going to like hurt the friendship because nobody can be Everything, you know, and if you do find someone who is, then that's like lucky for you, but it doesn't have to be that way. And you're really doing yourself and your friend a disservice by like forcing this sort of expectation, like unrealistic expectation on them. And so it's like you can have like a hundred percent love for someone that you know you just have deep talks with, right? And you can also have a hundred percent love for someone that you have a great time like hanging out with, like going out with totally. Totally.
0: And there's definitely space for all of those people in our lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. A thought exercise that I did earlier was what if you and I ever had a fight? We've never had a fight.
1: I think the better question is like, would you rather have a
0: fight with me or like slowly fizzle out? In this hypothetical like would you does it end does our relationship end either way? Yes. Oh my god. God, horrible question. I actually do not want to play. Um, Like, I almost don't know which one would be more sad. That sounds like a masochistic slow burn. (laughs) Fizzle out. Honest, the true... This is completely in a hypothetical, but, like, uh, if I had to pick one, I would never want to... I would never want us to have, like, an event that hurt each other. So I guess in that case, the, the fizzle out. But also he he because this that's never gonna happen and (laughs) i i know that if we ever hurt each other we have the toolkit for like talking through our feelings that's true yeah we're pretty good at communicating with each other yeah also, I feel like because we know each other so well, we don't create environments in which we would really like... Very, somebody would yeah, get hurt. And that's I think a good point. that's a way that a lot of people fight with their friends is it is it they really yeah. don't see each other.
1: They, yeah, like they accidentally do something that offends the other person. It, I think a lot of it is like a misunderstanding too. I completely. like someone interpreted it the wrong way and like, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't understand each other well enough.
0: And I think it also... Like fighting involves trust. And I was talking to my friend and she brings this up all the time. This, this thing that I said to her months ago is that in romantic relationships, the person that you choose to be with or commit to, you're agreeing to hurt each other's feelings for the rest of your lives, because that's unavoidable. Like when you love somebody and you're living, coexisting and living life with somebody, things happen regardless. Somebody's going to say something, accidentally Mm -hmm. do something to hurt the other person. And you accept that. You accept that you move through that. Mm-hmm. And well, that is 100% true in romantic relationships in a different way. I think like interacting with people it involves risk. Yeah. Being yourself around people is an inherently risky thing to do. And investing in a friend when there's literally like, there's no, what you're getting out of it is different than romance as well. Like, there's no sex, there's no <laughs> marriage, there's no, you know, promise of romance per se. So, with friendship, you're really being like, we're gonna spend time together. Something might go wrong along the way, but like, it's a matter of trusting that you'll see it through and you'll work it out regardless. I think a lot of people are too scared to do that.
1: That's a really good point. And I feel like there's never going to be like a rule book, you know, like I can know you so well, but the fact is we're all ever changing people. Completely. And so, like, I can think something won't offend you now, but then maybe in a week or two, like, you're totally justified to feel offended by it. Right. Maybe changing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is just trusting. Like you and I, for example, I think even if I said something to offend you, you would know that I never meant to hurt you. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And I really do trust that.
1: Yeah. And then you would just tell me this actually offended me, and then I would (laughs) say I'm
0: so sorry. Right. Right. (laughs) Wow, cool. So, anyway, if you ever try to break up with me, I'm just going to say no, heart. I'll just be like, okay. (laughs) Wow, that would be wild. Yeah. Honestly, the only way that we would ever friendship break up is if you murdered your family.
1: (laughs) I feel like this is the second episode that
0: episode in which you're like Christiana I'll hurt you all right I've really <laughs> I've really screwed over Christiana Courtney wow. Carter if you're listening to this <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> this is just a joke yeah, those are my siblings <laughs> okay amazing and cool okay so now we're going to introduce you to our friends that submitted clips and talked about this topic with us And then we'll circle back. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: Hey, we could be friends. Thanks so much for including me and for extending these questions to me. I think they're going to lead to a really thought provoking conversation and I'm super excited. And also thanks for what you guys are doing. I think it's, equal parts interesting and also really important to examine friendship and the power it has to change our lives, to inspire us, to make us feel good. So I think that this is going to be really cool. So before I talk about my friendship breakup, I think I have to talk about what led me there and through most of my early adolescence and the earlier parts of college I was very unintentional about the company I kept I have never really had a hard time making friends but I did have a hard time liking them sometimes and I know that we've all heard the cliche you are the five people you're around the most or whatever it is but more than that I think our friends are mirrors because I think if you're not around people who genuinely fuck with you, it makes it exponentially harder to genuinely fuck with yourself. I I read a book by Meg Jay, it's called The Defining Decade, and she essentially talks about how the choices we make in our 20s are some of the most powerful decisions we make in our lives because they really set up the foundational building blocks for the reality we create for ourselves. And she talks about this idea of kind of a pseudo family that we create in our early 20s. It's important to create that community. But I think the mistake that a lot of us make, or at least a big mistake that I made, was I wasn't as intentional about building this community as I should have been. And I'm glad that it happened in my early 20s because it taught me a very important lesson. And the lesson is that it's just as important for us to break up with our friends that no longer serve us as it is for us to break up with romantic partners who no longer serve us. It's important to grieve that friendship. It's important to acknowledge the way that that person has hurt us. And everybody's favorite thing to do, it's really important to acknowledge the ways that we've been toxic in that friendship. That whole kind of realization for me was what led me to the friendship breakup that I'm going to talk about. She and I had known each other since we were small children, and we were friends more because of longevity than compatibility. But I think that what What really led to this friendship breakup was the realization that I was no longer able to unconditionally support her. I will always love her, but I couldn't couldn't support her. And I think ultimately it ended because even though she never said it, she couldn't unconditionally support me either. I don't think that it would have been a different outcome if it would have happened later because I think that the other thing that we did... For each other was create kind of this safe space we've like I said we've always been very different and I think that this little space became sort of a security blanket for us we kind of had to ditch the security blankets we made out of each other to find our own places in the world which I feel as though we have I definitely regret letting my ego get in the way of seeing her pain for what it was at the time. She was experiencing an unimaginable loss and I didn't understand at the time that the way she was treating me had less to do with me and way more to do with her. I definitely miss her. But I, I more so miss like the reminiscing. the like I said, when you go when you go through that much life with someone, it's impossible not to miss them because in a way, they're like the personification of many of your memories. So she and I became friends before either of us had any family trauma. So I think that at least for me, Hanging out with her kind of felt like a return to the before, a return to the precursor to all my trauma, which was a very blissful young time. And when I think about her, I just really hope that she's doing well. I hope that she's happy. I hope that she's found the same community that I have. My favorite thing about this person She was very unapologetic in the pursuit of her own pleasure. And I don't mean that in she was selfish or anything like that. It was really inspiring to watch the way she was adamant about enjoying her life. She inspired me to travel. She inspired me to do things that at the time felt really risky. I mean, she's been taking risks since we were little children. She was always way more fearless than I was. She was also more forgiving. She was somehow both a force to be reckoned with and also like one of the softest, most forgiving people I've ever known. I think the biggest learning lesson from this experience was how important it is to be, conscious about actively creating your community I've learned the importance of doing like a check-in anytime I'm feeling like a relationship or a friendship isn't serving me well so you've got to ask yourself okay the energy and effort that I'm putting in aren't being reciprocated right now. But is this level of reciprocation just for a season or is this just the way that it is? You've got to make sure that you're being taken care of too. And for my codependent ass, it's much more comfortable for me to focus on everyone else than myself. So now I have to be really intentional and deliberate about making sure that I'm being taken care of too. And there also has to be unconditional love, respect, empathy, and support. You might not always agree with the person. You might not always support their actions, but you have to be supportive of them. You have to want the best for that person. You have to want that person to succeed and they have to do that for you too. So if you're not getting that back, you need to move on because staying in friendships where neither party feels good, isn't good for anyone. What I focus on when I'm making, keeping, evaluating friendships is doing so through a lens where I'm creating a life, culture, and community that feels healthy, safe, inspiring, and genuine. Because if we don't feel good, what's the fucking point? I guess that's what I learned from my friendship breakup is that friendship breakups are really important and we've got to acknowledge them for what they are. We've, we've got to have them. And sometimes we have to have a few of them and it's going to hurt and it's going to be really hard, but it's also going to create space in your life for other individuals to come in and make you remember what it feels like to be all the way loved and all the way heard and all the way understood. Yeah. Thanks for motivating me to have this conversation with myself and with both of you. I can't wait to see what you guys create and I'll be looking forward to the episode. Thanks, guys.
3: Friendships. Oh, friendships. This particular story is more so of a, a break than a full breakup. It was one of my best friends in university. We, we spent a lot of time together, but that is kind of where things started to fall apart. It's interesting when you take a friendship out of the context of where it usually lives, See how different the people, each individual functions, and then in turn informs how that friendship functions when it's outside of its norm, quote unquote. Originally, this girl and I became best friends because she was just, was and is a genuinely kind person. Out of everyone that I became friends with in university, I would probably say she knows me the best and knows the most about me. um I think, especially as we get older. The friends we make are different because they have met us in a different stage of life. That's not to say that we don't carry all our past experiences with us, but it's just different when they haven't been present in, in those moments. I think a big part of the break was just us moving at different paces. Um, we were you know, transitioning from junior year into senior year, and that's a pretty big milestone. So how everyone manages their feelings and is different. And we were moving at different paces and having different responses to different, I guess, but... I think my biggest learning experience from our break is that like everyone's life happens at a different pace and rarely do friendships stay at the same strength or closeness for a long, long period of time, but that is okay. I think that sort of expectation that, you know, it has to remain the same is a little unrealistic just because we change as people. But now, um, now that I'm in a different country um, and we've had time apart after our falling out, she's again now one of my closest friends and one of the few people I open up to in the most unfiltered and unashamed way. I also think that you have to have a certain type of closeness with someone to be able to feel like you're going through a break or breakup. There has to be enough substance there (laughs) to to fight about or to disagree about or to feel about. So um, that's also how I know she was more like family than a friend um, and still is. (laughs)
4: I think for me during this period of time where a, I felt a lot of these breakups happening were, again, like in high school. And I think it's just a side effect of being like really young, really naive, really dramatic and having this very narrow and unforgiving perspective about life in general. Because half of that, a lot of these friendships were born out of convenience. They were people that grew up in similar socioeconomic situations and in neighborhoods. You sort of did the same things. And that allows for this common denominator that becomes a really great jumping off point for friendships. But at the same time, that also sort of bypasses a lot of the work that I feel like now I have to do when I like interact with people that I think are my friends or could become my friends because there's this foundation that's already laid and it was laid by somebody that wasn't you two. When you're younger and you have these friends that you've known for so long that History seems so paramount and so demanding that it feels like if you want to or even need to let go, that you're completely abandoning somebody and the guilt of that can be really overwhelming. But I also think it's important for me to remember that you're not living your life in service of other things or people or history. And it's totally acceptable and I would argue necessary and even healthy to constantly evaluate and reevaluate people in your life. If your relationship is like you doing 90% of it and the other person is like doing 10 at best, like that's not a relationship that's worked. Like when you have friends like this, sometimes they don't even know that they're doing this. And if you had a conversation, it could be dealt with. But also at the same time, like it's totally okay to like grow out of things that served you in the past like we're all growing and we're all sort of developing and evolving in ways that converge and diverge constantly. And I think that it's really a disservice if you try to maintain all of these friendships at the cost of you losing like things that you can personally do for yourself. When you look back, it's sort of, even like the shitty parts, I like, I'm like, I look back and I sort of laugh about, and it's, it's really these memories that I think about. And, um, even through like all the bullshit that happened during this period of time in my life it's like I look back and I'm like I had a great like high school experience and the biggest learning lesson from this experience I guess is just Yeah, to just be, like, really truthful to, like, what you want and what you need. Because everybody is different, right? And to really start by knowing what you want and having this baseline of what you expect from people in your life. And then having established that work from there to see, like, how these people in your life currently or in the past fit. Because if you think that they no longer, like, align with what you have or what you want, then that needs to like a conversation definitely needs to occur in relationships in general like if you feel like there's a problem it needs to be you need to have a conversation with the other person or the other party and there needs to sort of be an opportunity where you allow them to rise to the occasion like because if you just (laughs) go up to somebody and be like yeah I have this problem with you and you're it's no longer serving me as like a visual but then you don't give them like a chance to grow or fix their problem or whatever like I feel like in that situation, you're at fault just as much as they are. And I think that after realizing that a lot of these friends in high school sort of weren't great in my life, I did this like immediate editing where I just sort of shut down. And I cut a lot of them from my life. And I think that looking back now, I understood why I did all of that. And it was also very easy for me to do that because most a lot of my friends didn't stay in Toronto for post-secondary. And so for me, like geography plays a huge role. Like If we're not in the same place, for me to maintain that friendship, it's basically a long distance relationship like in my head. And so that's a lot of fucking work. And geography is a great way to also put blame onto why something isn't working out. In retrospect, I feel like I understood why I did that. And at the time it was right. But I think that now if I had the opportunity to reconnect with these people, I definitely, there's definitely more of a softness and this opening up that I feel towards them. And yeah, I'd be really open to it. There's a lot of people I could have specifically talked about, but in the spirit of moving forward and potentially even like reconnecting with these people in my life, like I just decided that I would speak more broadly.
5: One early memory that I have of a friendship fallout or a friendship breakup uh, was an experience that I had in or early on in high school. Uh, we'll refer to this friend as Lisa. and Lisa and I had a friendship that developed very organically in high school. From the very beginning, we were enrolled in the the very same classes. We did very similar extracurriculars and sports, and so very naturally spent a lot of time together and got along well. Eventually, Lisa got a boyfriend. I saw her less, but also she became very flaky and unreliable. Slowly, I just grew quite frustrated with her and Quite passive aggressive as well. Ultimately, she confronted me um, and asked me what was going on, and I shared um, how I felt. But ultimately, we didn't reach an agreement, and the friendship just sort of fizzled out. So, reflecting on this, you know, had this situation happened in my life now, many, many years later, I think that the results still would have been the same perhaps I would have been less passive aggressive and just been more direct or just have let the situation be and not be as frustrated by it. Because I think as I'm older now, I think less time and energy is directed towards relationships and friendships and people that don't bring me joy or aren't investing the same amount of time into me. And so I think the difference would be the period of passive aggression or frustration would be far shorter now. And lastly, I think the most important takeaway from this experience reflecting on it is that, you know, that was probably one of the first conscious memories that I have of letting go of someone that I thought was really important in my life or a really important friend. And that was sort of the first part of the journey of realizing that people will leave in your life and people will come and go. And that's okay because We're always evolving and we're always changing as people. And just as other people's personalities are not static, mine isn't either. And we'll always pick up new interests or quirks or become different versions of ourselves. And maybe at some point, our lives will intersect and cross and at others, maybe they'll sort of diverge from each other. And that's okay.
0: We just heard from our friends Dallas, Judy, Rebecca, and Jackie, and we really appreciate them taking the time to share with us.
1: Yeah. And hopefully, this was a thought provoking episode. If not that, hopefully, you feel understood and can relate to some of this and know that, you know, you're not alone in your friendship breakups and it's. Okay. And very natural. And maybe you'll even reach out to a friend after this that you've broken up with
0: or fizzled out with. Totally. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thank you to everybody that participated in this episode. I know that when you and I were talking earlier, it was honestly, it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. It's hard. It was hard for me. And so we really appreciate people being willing to get vulnerable and talk about their feelings in this because it is a
1: hard one. I feel like it's so much harder to talk about friendship breakups than romantic breakups. Because, again, it's just like, yeah, like I can share all of my breakup stories easily. Wouldn't feel weird about it. But right. it was really uncomfortable sharing the friendship breakup story.
0: And I wonder if part of that has to do with the fact that there is so much culture and content around romantic breakups. And, and it's so normalized. So normal. It's so normal to literally tell a stranger about a romantic breakup that you've had because everybody can has seen visuals and manifestations of that Mm -hmm. forever and in friendships there's not so much about there's not there's not that equivalent Mm -hmm. so while this is not like the most upbeat topic in friendshiphood it's definitely an important one and yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And
1: also, just want to throw in if you want to talk about your friendship breakup and you know, just release some thoughts and feelings, you can always message Christiana and I on Instagram. Should we make an email for this? I'll maybe we like an anonymous tip job Oh, sorry, not tip, but like tip
0: jar. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, suddenly like wait, tip as in like we're getting tips or thinking we're like, cr- like an anonymous tip.
1: Yeah. But it came out sounding like I wanted people to, well, to pay up, <laughs>
0: yes. which I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have anything you want to say or share about this topic, DM me or Hope or both of us on Instagram. Uh, OK, anyway. All right. Over yeah. and out. Five, six, seven, eight. That's a wrap. Bye. Bye. Bye.